Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for joining us here at Super Talk Mississippi or supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Make sure you get the day started with Strange Brew. You'll need it on Wednesday because it's some early morning baseball. We'll talk more about that in just a bit. Uh, but whenever, or you know, if you're wanting to watch some late night baseball, maybe a late night trip to Strange Brew is in order for you. Whenever you need that boost, Strange Brew is there for you. And it's not just the caffeine; it's the smile you get when they hand you your drink. It's the quality products, and of course, it's knowing you're supporting one of Starville's great local businesses. Congratulations! I got oh, I forgot, I forgot her name. I was gonna come in and be like, "Congratulations to our winner," and then it's like, "Oh yeah, what was her name?" <laughs> Here she is. Hold on. You. Congratulations yeah, to you. Congratulations <laughs> to you. Beverly. I have her last name, too. She sent me that. I got I to mail that shirt off today. Uh, but she's the winner of our College Corner giveaway. Don't fret if you didn't win. You, we have got plenty more giveaways coming in the coming months. Don't treat Beverly like you did that poor guy back when you and Bob had the B&B show and you had him a sticker that just like sat on the desk for three years. What, Devin Bice? I can't remember who it was. I think was. that was his name. I just remember listening, and you always talked about the sticker. And it was always there. It just sat there for years. This will be a little different. I've got this one taken care of. I've grown up. I've matured. So she'll get her shirt. And if you are looking to get some new maroon and white merchandise, maybe for potential postseason baseball here in Starkville, well, then I know the place to go. Go to College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always go to one shop, online, shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco remains Mississippi State's and Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, a menu not like you've seen before. Imagine your favorite Southern classic spun into a Mexican twist. That's what we're talking about at Humble Taco. Great, great atmosphere there. The patio, so large. The margaritas and the beer, so cold. So, you can't go wrong. Head over there today, enjoy some great Mexican food, enjoy a beverage, enjoy your time at Humble Taco. You know, they have to they have to advertise with us. I mean, it's like a requirement because they can't brag on themselves. Because they're, they're humble. humble. Right. They need someone they to do need it for you. them. And, like, they listen to these ad reads and they're just like, oh, I don't know. Come on, you know. Shucks. Yeah, yeah. They're like when you tell me that I'm, like, this great podcaster. I'm just like, I, I don't know. King of Mississippi State no, Podcast. stop this. See, you're doing it again. Now you're making me do it. No. Uh, before we start, Joel, please rise for the playing of our old, my old Kentucky home. <laughs> we're going to we're going to honor the state of Kentucky today. Thank you, Walk. See who who needs Nashville? Thanks, Wildcats. <laughs> Nick Mingione pulled out. He, he went ahead and did a solid for Mississippi I would, State. I would again. kiss Nick Mingione on the lips right now. I'm so happy. <laughs> Mississippi State is the third seed headed to Hoover after their sweep of Alabama. Uh, they finished the regular season. 40 and 13, 
twenty and ten in conference play. A great season for the Bulldogs, and now they are the third place team in the uh, SEC tournament, which means they avoid. <laughs> Guys, if you can't hear the relief in my voice, I can't. I can't stress enough how much I did not want to deal with that that late slot. I, I just. I did not want to deal with it. And I haven't played this thing all the way out to like, like. Friday. I guess at no point will they be. They in the can't. Lead. They yeah, can't. If, be. if if state wins, if they win, they play four thirty. Four thirty, and then they're off Friday. Saturday, both games are in the day, and then Sunday yeah. and Sunday. Yeah, and if they lose Wednesday, they play at the nine thirty slot they're again back on, on nine thirty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So state is state is out of the PM baseball uh, for the first day anyway, and then we'll see. They're definitely out of the baseball after dark Hoover after dark edition. Our friends from Ole Miss have to deal with that. And some of those guys are our friends, contrary to popular belief, from those within the Ole Miss beat itself. Let's not go down that road today. Let's talk Mississippi State, Alabama. Honestly, Joel, State finished up its worst weekend of the season with one of its best, especially the first two games. Christian McLeod, Will Bednar. I expect Bednar to be SEC Pitcher of the Week this week. Eight innings of shutout baseball. Uh, But McLeod was also very, very good. And then on Sunday, we'll talk about that in just a minute, but State used four pitchers in the first two days. Uh, they got timely hits. Defensively, they were much, much better. This was as good as – those first two games, I think, were as good as State is maybe capable of playing. Well, I, you wanted to win all three games, but you could have won all three games and been sloppy and, mm-hmm. and then still not felt real good about yourself. It was almost a scenario where you felt as good about just how you looked as the fact you got three wins. I mean – yeah, you wanted the three wins. Don't don't misunderstand me, but you got three wins and you you fielded well, you pitched well, your starters did everything you needed them to do. I know Fristo struggled, but Harding basically, you know, when he gives you five and two thirds scoreless innings with two hits, he he's kind of the de facto not starter, but I mean he you got a strong pitching performance in that final game. You did everything you wanted to do. And then everybody that wants to see Landon Sims twice in a weekend, you got to see that too. And, I mean, everybody was happy. I mean, I don't know how you could have not been after after that performance. Tanner Allen continues to look like the SEC player of the year. I feel like he may have locked that up at this point. You know, I'm not as familiar with the other 13 teams because I don't watch every single game the other 13 teams play. But I don't know how anyone – could argue if he gets no. It, it, I think he's got that locked up. I think he's 20, 30 points ahead in, in batting average. And when you look at SEC only stats, it's an even bigger gap. Um, and he's just doing it all. You saw the defense on Sunday with one of the most. Look, I don't feel like I'm I'm overstating how great that catch was. No, it's considering fantastic. not only did he make a great catch, he landed in the dirt, not on the grass. Oh, that ain't dirt. The warning, yeah, I guess you're right. Warning track, that's the warning, warning track. track's a little harder than dirt. Yeah, usually. and he just without you know. That's a that's a ball that if it, there was nobody on base, right? If it, if it if it if it drops, it's a double, and you just sort of reset. It, it didn't really mean that much. I, I can't remember the exact. I'm situation. pretty sure I'm I just right. remember it was a heck of a catch. But that but, was an unbelievable catch, and uh, just basically sacrificing his body. I mean, there. if the game's on the line, you want the dude at the plate. He's he's just well. I mean, he's that, that happened too. State gets bases loaded with Tanner Allen coming up. You know, and what they were down one, I think at that point. It's like. I mean, you, you literally can't draw that up any better. And it, 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 he just he keeps coming up in clutch situations, and he keeps coming up clutch. I mean, I mean he's – again, there, there are other players, I'm sure, that can lay out a resume that makes them kind of deserving of it too. But 
if Tanner Allen gets named the SEC Player of the Year here in a few days, whenever that gets announced, <clears throat> ain't a soul nowhere can argue that. Um, what a job he's done. But just a – it was darn near about as perfect of a weekend as you could have had. I don't know how you can – if you want to pick nits, let's pick them. It's tough to find. Well, you can I look mean, at Sunday. You can look at – well, yeah. Yeah, Sat- Saturday, but yeah. Saturday, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. We get that mixed up the all the time. third game, game yeah. three. Uh, you know, because Fristo, I mean, I think Fristo's best off in the bullpen. But at, at the same time, I don't think Houston Harding is best off as your starter. I think the idea of a hard-throwing righty, and that may end up having to be Cade Smith or maybe even Brandon Smith at this point. It might be the time to go to that. But And then Harding is that you know change of pace left. <laughs> Excuse me. I was struggling with that for about 30 seconds. I saw seconds. that. I could see it in it? your face. Uh, Harding coming out of the bullpen, providing a change of pace from somebody throwing 93, 94, 95 at him, you know, 88, and that changeup works so well. I think that's the best-case scenario. So I don't think Houston Harding is going to start, become the Game 3 starter all of a sudden. But at the same time, with Fristo, I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point, you, you, can't, you just have to use him situationally. Um, and, we'll, and you see where it goes. But Would you all, still start... Fristo in the opener of a regional against Jackson State or no, something? No, I would not. I would not. You would do Brian? Because you're just going to have to go to the bullpen, I feel. I would I would start... What I'm going to do is this. What I'm going to tell you is this. I think Wednesday, Kate Smith is going to start against either Florida or uh, Kentucky. I want to see how he does in that game. And then if, if he does well, he can start the game one of the regional... If he doesn't, Brandon Smith is going to start game one of the regional. That's how I would go at it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Fristo, for as much as I I do like him, it it has become apparent that he has hit the old freshman wall or whatever you want to say. He just, I mean, he hadn't been all that great the last month. Right. And there's just no no getting around that. I, I don't. I don't know what his best role is. I mean, he threw a scoreless inning of relief the other day in the midweek, right? I mean, so, mm-hmm. so I mean, he's he's shown that he can. And he had the weekend that he didn't start, he came out of the pen and did pretty well. Yeah. Um, back several weeks ago well, at this point, LSU. but um, so he's proven he can do that. You're right. If you're going to tear apart the weekend, the only That's, thing that coming is out, the, only the, the all you can say is just kind of what were you at with that number three starter role at this point, and. Ideally, you'd just like to say it is Houston Harding, but as you said, he, he seems to be better out of the pen. That you know, can can he take that success into the starting role, or is it better if you do find somebody to get an inning or two before he comes in? And I don't know. I, you need to find a Trevor Fitz. I, th- I think you do. Harding is your is your Gerardo, your Ross Mitchell, however you want to look at it. Um, but 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 like I said, we are certainly picking nits with this team to do that. You got to figure it out, Hoover. That's the thing. Oh no no no! It, no. It's kind of a situation where you'll remember back. I guess it would have been the sixteen team, right? When mm-hmm. Zach Houston just at the end just of the year of was up. suddenly yeah. Yeah. a starter. And maybe that because, is. And it was a very similar situation because it was Connor Pilkington that ran out of gas there towards the end. Which is funny later because Connor Pilkington became a guy who never ran out of gas. He could just pitch the whole game. And I mean, I, if you tell me Jackson Fristo is the unquestioned ace of this team in a year or two. I'm not right. too surprised. No, no, no question about it. Um, 
from an offensive standpoint, I thought State was very good. The emergence of Kellum Clark has given them a, a, somebody down the bottom, the bottom of the order. I thought the lineup was the best possible lineup for, as far as defensively goes. You saw Cam James sort of get back into the groove a little bit this weekend, you know, making contact with the ball. Obviously, had a really good night Friday night. Everything that State needed to have happening is starting. It's it, you're not playing. Your, I wouldn't say State's playing its best baseball right now, but they turned it around from last weekend. Which, by the way, good point by you. It mattered nothing in the long scheme of things. You would have gotten. You would have been the three seed either way. You'd have been three seed either way. I guess you could have claimed. You know, you and Arkansas. You would have claimed an SEC title, but everybody. It, it would have been one of those that I I looked at with disdain. Yeah, but from a seeding standpoint, it didn't matter at all. Really, when you think about it, that Missouri series could stay the same. If you'd have won just one game against Arkansas, you would have been tied. Yeah. What you? I mean, all you had to do was avoid the sweep against Arkansas, yeah. and you would have been able to claim an SEC title. Right. Just win one game, but, yeah, but didn't happen. Didn't. So. And it, and you know me, good loss is not something I ever like to talk about, but maybe that woke them up a little bit because they played much better the whole week. I mean, you go back to the midweek game and playing a lesser opponent, but they were putting it on them when the game was called due to weather. So all in all, for Mississippi State, a very successful week. Now they'll travel to Hoover where they don't have a whole lot to gain. I think when you look at the, not only how State played this weekend, but how things went around. I mean, TCU lost another series. I don't know that they're even on the national seed line anymore. I think State's somewhere between four and eight right now. Where in there, I don't know. Probably, if I had to guess, five or six. But that's probably where they are right now. And you know, Jackson State's coming to Starkville. I feel pretty confident about that. And then we'll just have to see what else happens around around the country uh, this this final week of the. Uh, I guess in the week of conference tournament play. And how, how do you manage Hoover? Do you, obviously, Wednesday you, you treat kind of like a midweek game with mm-hmm. your pitching. Right. And do, do you start Christian I Thursday? I start McLeod on Thursday, but I've got him on a pitch count. Probably not going to let him get much more than 60, 70 yeah. pitches. And then, and then Bednar, assuming yeah. you win one of the your games. Your best you, case scenario is that you're, you're all Friday. Yeah. And you can throw Bednar on Saturday. Saturday. And it's the same thing. Pitch count, 60, 70 pitches. And then on Sunday, at that point, everybody's just piecing it together. Yeah. So... Potential guys to start. We've mentioned Cade Smith. We mentioned Brandon Smith. Is Sarantola a guy that you might consider giving a start to on Wednesday? Because you, <laughs> I you don't really care, do you? I don't think that he will. Mm-hmm. But for you just got to give him a couple innings on Wednesday, regardless of what the score is. With how Fristo has kind of fallen off the wagon a little bit, you need another guy. Like, what if Sarantola could be that guy that could give you an inning or two? And if he's rolling, you could let him give you three or four. But yeah. Yeah, like, he definitely has the, the the ability to give you long relief. I, I don't hate that idea. Th- roll would, him out there was, Wednesday and see I, what happens. Just, yeah. I if, mean, if you go down 5 nothing in the first who inning, cares? who cares? <laughs> you know, there, there is nothing. I'm 100% on board with that idea. I, I don't think they'll do that. Right. But I wish they would. I don't think they'll do it either, but that's something that, that's worth talking about, in my opinion. So we'll see. Uh, the only way, the re- only way you don't do that is if you've already got your mind made up that that guy is going to be Cade Smith or something, and you want to go ahead and get him. Right. But even then, I mean, you could... Well, I mean, you could just go Cade Smith for the first two, three innings, and then Sarantola... You could could just... Well, Wednesday. You could could, treat it like... Yeah, yeah, Wednesday. And then Thursday, like I said, whenever State plays on Thursday, McLeod's pitching that game. He's going to get some time. And then, you know, you just got to monitor him. Don't let him go... You know, it doesn't matter what the score is. doesn't matter. at, At 65 pitches, you're coming out. And then same thing with Bednar on whenever he pitches Friday or Saturday, assuming you're still playing Friday or Saturday. Yeah. So, and if Bednar does or it, Thursday you know, right now, Bednar couldn't pitch. Yeah, Friday, Thursday. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, my days are mixed up, and that's that's it's that time of year where days are going to get mixed up because yeah. there's going to be baseball all the time uh, for Mississippi State. So, 
good weekend for the Bulldogs. They'll head, like I said, head over to uh, to Hoover in good spirits. The three seed. I, I don't remember the last time State played in the early games. It's been a while. I don't either. I don't. I don't know in this new format that the where they started on Tuesday that they, State's ever played in the early game. I don't remember it happening. So yeah, it, it almost always seems like they're the late game, and they end up starting even later than originally scheduled, mm-hmm. and they always end up playing extra innings. Yeah, every I'm thinking time. about that four thirty game on Wednesday. I mean. Or it's Thursday. It seems unlikely. 4.30 it's going to happen. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Let's move on over to our good friends at Welcome Home Beef. And what what great deals they've got. And look, if you're listening today, this podcast is going up. It should be up around 2.30 or so. So uh, I will be at the grill. I've got some uh, beef back ribs that I picked up at uh, Welcome Home Beef. So I'll be showing you those on social media. And guys, you can be getting those ribs as well. They've got a great sale going on this week. Fantastic stuff. Uh, back ribs, short ribs, briskets, picanhas, tri-tip, all three ninety-nine a pound to the end of Memorial Day. And you know, this you know, we think about Memorial Day, right? I mean, if you're not the fanciest of cooks, man, nothing wrong with a great grilled burger. Joel Coleman will show up at your house for a great grilled hamburger, yes, sir. And we're talking about really good ground beef. We're not talking about you know just trim and fillers. We're talking about the best there is. Did I just pull out a Sam Pittman? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's pork. I'm talking about beef here. But they've got ground beef on sale this week, two fifty nine a pound for their gourmet grind, the the best of the best. You know, this is this isn't just the uh, the leftover parts. This isn't a lot of hoof and antler. This is this is real beef in their burger mix over at Welcome Home Beef. So great sale for Memorial Day. Get to cooking, and don't forget this weekend I'm taking some Welcome Home Beef over to Hoover. I'm going to show Richard Cross up. It's going to happen. He's he thinks he's so he thinks he's such a good cook, huh? All right, we'll see we'll see how it goes. I'm coming with better products. I know that for sure. So, uh, Welcome Home Beef, call them at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef! It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That is the place to enjoy some of some smoked southern soul food. Not just barbecue at Two Brothers. Don't go in just thinking that you're just going there to a barbecue restaurant because it's not that at all. There's a lot more happening at Two Brothers than just that. And, of course, huge patio to enjoy this sunny weather we're going to be having. And it's going to be hot. So maybe an ice cold local beer would be the way to go. Whatever it is you're looking for at Two Brothers, they've got they will be able to take care of you. Head over there today, 621 University Drive at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. <clears throat> Excuse me. Advantage Business Systems says, hey, let us take care of you the way we've taken care of our fellow Mississippians for nearly 50 years. A wide variety of services and products, everything your business needs to keep going and doing things the right way. But they back it up with great customer service that you would expect from your next-door neighbor. And that's what Advantage Business Systems is. They are a local business, first and foremost. They work in Mississippi. They work with Mississippians. They work with Mississippi State University. So you know this is a relationship you're going to be able to trust. Call them today and find out how they can help you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online <clears throat> Excuse me, at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Play the song. All right, add another one to the uh, MSU class of 2022 out of Raymond, Mississippi, Trent Singleton. A uh, athlete, we'll just go ahead and call him what he's going to be at Mississippi State, a defensive back, six foot 190, three-star athlete, rated as the number 20 prospect in the state of Mississippi by the 24-7 composite. 
Uh, he picks Mississippi State over offers from Southern Miss and Indiana. We've been talking about this recruiting class and, and talking about how, you know, it, first off, it's it's obviously better than it was a season ago in terms of what they're, they're, they're where they sit in the national rankings and, wh- and sort of where they sit in, in terms of prospects. At this point, the class was still trying to fill itself out. You're trying to get an idea who the top targets were. Now I feel like State, I mean, State has 13 commitments, and they sort of know who the next six, seven guys they want to get and they feel good about getting are. But what I, I really like about this class, to me, is that they came into it knowing we need defensive backs. That was that had, that had to be, you know, what they said first. We've got to get defensive backs, and they had target guys. They had targeted. They had guys that like these are the guys on our list that we want. By and large, they're getting those guys. That's a good sign for Mississippi State. You know, Jeterius Elam and Tyler Woodard and Wesley Morgan. Jordan Thomas, Trent Singleton, and Kylon Griffin. These are all guys at State. They were high on State's board, whether they're high nationally or not. These were the guys at State had targeted, so we, should, we need to go get these guys. They've gotten them. And they still have a couple more to get because, you know, they've got a bunch of safeties. They could use one more corner. Tyler Woodard's listed as a corner. But obviously if Kamari Rogers out of Columbia wants to come to Mississippi State, and then State's behind in that battle right now, but they would take him. But to me it's always something of, you get an idea of what a staff's targets are and are they getting those guys? Because that's the guys they've said we're after. They're doing that this year, Mike Leach and his staff. I mean, I guess you got to see it through to signing day yes, no doubt. for sure. But it kind of looks like maybe last year was a little bit of a learning process for them, perhaps. Is that fair to say? Because I mean, yeah. they did not get a lot of the guys that they... They, 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 they... they definitely had to go to some Plan B, C guys. For sure. But and, and we gave them credit, and they deserve credit for that, too. Their Plan B, C guys were better guys yeah. than a lot of the former staff's Plan B, C guys. So they had backup plans in place, but you're right. They didn't get all of their top targets last year. Yeah, and, and again, they hadn't gotten these yet, but right. got them lined up, and they, they deserve some credit for that, and it does feel like uh, a class that's that's coming together. What ranked in the top 12, 13? 13 as of today. Um, and I know some And again, the- this time, I, I, I went back and looked. I think Teddy Knox committed, or Malik Neighbors uh, committed to Mississippi State in July, and that commitment brought MSU up to 58 nationally. As we sit here today on May 23rd, they're 13th. So, yeah, they're, they're, we're obviously ahead of the pace. You would expect guys to start coming in in the next few weeks when you know when that June first deadline happens, visits start happening, camps start happening. That's when you'll see some guys, some of the four star guys especially that MSU is on, make those make those decisions public. But all in all, states on target for another top twenty five class, the one that looks like it's going to be pretty good defensively. They've got their quarterback. Uh, they're not looking for a lot of receivers and running backs in this class. They're they're, they're pretty good on skill position, but defensive back was such a priority, and so far so good. And bringing those guys in, yeah. so and it's kind of one of those deals at this point. You're getting so many of them. Surely some of them will hit, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to think that. I mean, and these are guys for the most part have got good offers. You've got guys, you know, throughout the southeast with some Power Five offers, and you know, you're not plucking off of the uh, South Alabama, Troy, ULM uh, recruiting list at this point. You're getting guys that have offers to play, and and for the most part, some of them have SEC offers. So you, it looks like you're on the right guys. So you take it from there. And then, like I said, you know, Kamari Rogers. Like I said, State's behind right now, but you certainly are not going to give up the pursuit of him. 
Xavier uh, Harris is a guy that people think would, you would say is leaning towards Mississippi State. Stone Blanton, Don Terry Russell, Bryson Hurst, R.J. Moss. These are all four-star guys that it looks like State would get. You know, you put those guys in the class right now, and all of a sudden this class is in the top ten and probably close to the top five. They wouldn't stay there, obviously, because, I mean, Alabama is still filling up, Georgia is still filling up, things like that. But you're getting there. You're getting there. So, I, to my, in my opinion, a very well-done job uh, by Mississippi State uh, on the recruiting trail so far. Like you said, and that's the, that's the most important thing, we are a long way from December as far as uh, national signing day goes. And then there's men's basketball. Uh, I, the transfer portal is a new thing. And, I, you know, you never know how things are going to pan out. But I don't know that anybody's had a better year via the portal or via transfers at all than Mississippi State. Now, these guys, again, they have to produce. But DJ Jeffries, Garrison Brooks, Shaquille Moore, and now Rocket Watts. What's interesting about three of those guys is that, and I don't know about Moore as much, but all three of those guys were heavy MSU targets in the recruiting process. So obviously the relationships built. Did Austin Riley just do something? Another one. Another home run? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dude is just raking. Former Bulldog commitment. Uh, signee. Final former Bulldog signee. Uh, Tweet time. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm uh, but it's obvious the relationships that Hal and his staff were able to build. Now, now Garrison Brooks is a little bit of a, a different story because his dad's on staff here. But with Jeffries and Watts, they obviously they were able to go back to him, and, that, and they were there was that still that f- feeling of comfort and feeling of, of familiarity. And now you've you've replaced DJ Stewart for the most part. You've got two quality guards, including a true point guard and a, and now a combo guard. So now you've got a guy who can play the point when Molinar's out there. You've got a guy who can play the two when Moore is out there. I keep saying I keep I feel like a broken record, but I keep saying it, and I'm going to keep saying it. This is a tournament team. Yeah. They're, they're, the floor, the absolute floor for this team is to make the NCAA tournament. If they don't, I, we'll be covering a press conference around March 20th or so, I would imagine. I, you got to give Ben Howland credit, though, man. Oh, absolutely. Deserves all the credit. <laughs> it's two years in a row he has put piece together. A, 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 and I don't, I don't even want to say piece together this, this year because, I mean, he, he's bringing back a pretty solid group. But... Um, if you know Major League Baseball, they hand out General Manager of the Year, that mm-hmm. sort of deal for all the transactions, yeah. and, and the dang transfer portals turned into free agency and everything else for for a college. And it seems more so in college basketball than anything. Um, teams just switching and swapping players. It really has become NBA ish a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Ben Howland may deserve a GM of the Year award kind of award when it, when this is said and done for how he has brought these guys in. And, you know, one of State's biggest flaws a year ago, I thought, and I think you thought too, was just like ball handling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And y- you would think that uh, Moore and, and Rocket Watts kind of mm-hmm. shores up a little bit of that, right? Yeah, yeah you would think yeah, turnovers were an issue for Mississippi State last year. Uh, and I, not that, to, to crap on the guy. But Abdullah Du was a part of that as yeah. well, and he's gone. As yeah, I mean well. DJ for all of his scoring, he he could he could turn the ball. He was yeah. good for three or four turnovers a game. Now that sort of became a wash when he moved to the point and was giving you four or five assists, and it's you know sort of the same. But now you feel like you feel like your ball security should be better, which means you should average more points per game, and you've got better scorers and shooters now overall. Overall, overall, 
this team should be much improved. I think so. You know, this is a, honestly this is a team that should compete for the SEC championship, in my opinion. You know, you look at, look at the starters. You look at the you know who you're gonna. I mean, Watts coming off the bench. JV and Davis is a guy who can play the four or the five. Derek Fountain we know is a good player. Cam Matthews a defensive uh, stopper, and if he just becomes any kind of scorer, you know, we saw what was that in the uh, the the Memphis game. What he he has the ability to, to shoot the basketball. I mean, that's that's nine. That's a nine deep rotation of guys that you like. You know, you got been, been a while since State's been yeah, that deep. You can throw a lot of different looks. I mean, you can go big, you can go small, you can play you know good defense. So there's a lot of options here for Ben Hallen and his team. So we keep saying it, and it's the truth, though. You know, looking forward to basketball season for the first time since I can I can remember when. So we'll see where it takes us. All right. Tomorrow's show is the rumblings. Don't forget to get your questions into us, and we will have those. Uh, we will have that on Monday, and then we'll just sort of have to piece it together uh, on Tuesday and, and the rest of the week. We may have a couple days without pods. It just depends, uh, but we will uh, get to you as much information as we possibly can as MSU uh, heads over to Hoover for the SEC tournament. You guys, have a great Sunday. Back with you on Tuesday. Thanks for uh, joining us here at Thunder and Lightning for Joel T. Coleman. Ooh. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.